Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of that guy that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read for you by the amazing and uberly talented actress, Alison Pill. I think optimistically. I wake up every morning expecting something good to happen. And good things do happen. Thank you for reading that for us, Allison. And I would like to welcome back our guest host this week, actress, podcaster, our friend, Claire Kramer. I I like the friend part the best. Thank you, Trent. And thank you, Rachel. (laughs) This is such a fun show. What do you think about this quote? Do you think optimistically always, Claire? No, I'm human. <laughs> I mean, I I struggle, you know, I struggle to think optimistically a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm an actress. I wear my heart on my sleeve. That doesn't mean you have to wear your heart on your sleeve to be an actress. It just happens to be two things about me. If I am happy, I am really really happy, and if mm-hmm. I am sad, I'm sad. And mm-hmm. sometimes it is hard for me to be optimistic when I feel like the world is caving in around me. So reading this quote, and I know that some people out there will relate to what I'm saying. It, it's almost too optimistic of a quote for me. Mm. <laughs> okay, but Claire, Which, Claire, I think I know what you're talking about because nobody here is going to tell you to, girl, wash your face. And just, you know, there was a book yeah. by Rachel Hollis that I thought was full of shit. You know, it was toxic positivity. That's just my mm. humble opinion. And mm-hmm. you're right. There's a difference between this quote, which is not about that, you know, just pretending. It's literally right. saying, I think optimistically. Let's dis- I used to love to dissect sentences as a kid. I'm that nerd. I know. Well, good good show for you. But, yeah. but uh, that, you know, and again, read by the fabulous actress Alison Pill. But she said, the quote from Jean is, I think optimistically. I wake mm-hmm. up every morning expecting something good to happen. So even hedging the bets a hair in that opening sentence, I think mm-hmm. optimistically, meaning when I can, right? And the best and yes. everything is lined up and I, when I can be optimistic because what Claire said is so valid. You have to feel your feelings. You can't even get to optimism if you don't examine your feelings and acknowledge sometimes the heavier stuff that goes on in life, Right. But I personally love this quote. It's not too optimistic for me. It's sort of like shift shift your thoughts. And um, I know yeah. I'm babbling on, but I, I want to add this in that a lot of us spend all day going, I'm terrible. I'm no good. Uh, I'm mm. an asshole, right? Or our, our negative voice in our head. And what I say to people is perhaps, you know, if you brainwash, quote unquote, yourself to think negatively mm-hmm. about yourself and the world around you, my thing is you can then got to find a better word than brainwash, but you can transform those thoughts and 
neither one is real. Both are bull. Yes, yep. right. Well, I yep. mean, there's there's a million billion dollar franchise called The Secret. If you haven't heard about <laughs> it, it's based on exactly what you're saying, Rachel. You know, but The Secret 07, which is what I call it, because it's so specific to a time in our lives right before yes. the Great Recession, yeah. right? Yep. And people bought into that hook, line, and sinker, which is great, but not really because that that The Secret all respect to the Oprah, left off the other part of what how we manifest and what we do. That that told people, just think you want something. Little Timmy wants a bike. He thinks about it. A bike shows up. That does not happen. In the real world, little Timmy got to get a goddamn job to get yeah. help yeah. contribute yeah. for that bike or at least do some dishes or so. You know what I'm saying? Help. Like, it's active. Being optimistic is an active thing. All of this is active, and the secret kind of taught us to be passive. It also said, you know, if something bad happens to it, it's because you thought it, you attracted it to you. No, bad things mm. happen to good people all right. the time. That's the Absolutely. No- number one umbrage I take with the secret because it, it, it terrible things happen all the time to people. To everybody, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, what you mentioned earlier about all that negativity, it's very much like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. If you wake up and you think, oh, today's going to be a terrible day, it probably will be a terrible day because you've already set that intention. You've already opened yourself up to looking for all of that negativity or, or what out, what, you know, that kind of thing to just come in and ruin your day. Uh, you know, it, so this quote, it's I think optimistically, period. I wake up every morning expecting. So he, he's saying, like, I optimistically intend to wake yeah, up yeah, and intend. have a great day. Will mm-hmm. will that always happen? No, but nothing happens in absolutes, and we have our bad days. I tend to uh, have I become more of an emotional person as I've gotten older. Like you know, in the '90s, I was like super like you know aggro, uh, uh, angry. You know, I know everything sort of thing. Like that kind of mature uh, uh, immaturity. Youth, youth. There's nothing like youth. Youth. youth <laughs> yes, youth. Wasted on the young. But now as I've gotten older, like, gosh, like I feel very much more empathic towards uh, the suffering of of people who I see in my life because it just it hurts so much to see people drag themselves down. They they you know, they have this negative. They don't see the good in them that I see or that other people see. And it to me, it's taught me a lesson that if if you're going to set yourself up for that kind of negativity or that kind of bad emotion it's it's going to happen you're just you're welcoming it but and I if we want to make our own magic it. you can shift it yes. i just want to remind sorry to interrupt trump but to remind people they can shift it because when i wake up and i go oh if it's a bad thought in my head i've trained myself to almost ca- this sounds so hokey go ahead and laugh at mm-hmm. me everybody but i'll almost catch that negative thought like a softball like in my head right catch it like a softball I lob it away into out of space. And then I bring in the other one, which is I can accomplish what I want today or what I replace Mm -hmm. it immediately. And that's why I kind of call it brainwashing, because when I do this, after about three weeks, your brain starts to replace the shitty thought on its own. You no longer have to be conscious of it. So it is. um, It's a learning. You're teaching yourself how to think about things. Well, it's a habit. 
and then you're creating a new habit. You're breaking, yeah. you know, which they say you're exactly right. Takes three weeks it's to make or break a cognitive habit. Cognitive behavioral therapy is really mm. what it is. And it's it- all for free on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and none of us are licensed therapists. Right. But, no, my, my point with cognitive behavioral therapy, though, if you've ever done it, is about uh, accepting that if let's say you're the most you're a negative person, that's just how your family was, just how you were born. It's not too late. Mm-hmm. to shift that into that's just what you were trained right so you have muscle memory of being negative now you got to put in some new muscle memory of being either neutral or positive yep. you don't actually mm-hmm. have to be miss sunshine and super positive all the all the time but at least getting it to neutral is better well it's interesting when i look at this quote also you know gene says and i've been fortunate good things do happen well he okay so he's considering we don't know the exact date of this interview but i've got to assume it's after he created star trek Mm -hmm. which was after he was a pilot and while he was a pilot he was in two plane crashes that he survived and you know rescued actively rescued people from so Mm -hmm. he could easily say oh listen bad things happen to me two plane crashes you know right but instead he's like hey good things happen like good I rescued people. I survived. I persevered. And I think that that speaks to the show in a lot of ways, having the optimistic point of view it does, and also stating that in order to progress as a society, as a as a as people, you know, mm-hmm. we have to be optimistic and we have to expect more positiveness from ourselves and our peers than we do the the negativity, I guess you could say. Right. I do think l- looking and examining things from different sides is actually one of the ways to get to optimism, right? Because if you just think, mm-hmm. this is terrible, I'm in a plane crash, oh my God, it's like, yeah. oh, that's me in a plane crash, I'm gonna... <laughs> Luke, because one of my—that was also me in a plane no, crash. What, uh, one of my one of my biggest fears, by the way, is to survive a plane crash but be eaten off my flotation cushion by a shark. Right? That's two fears in one. I've combined. Mm-hmm. So, but if we look at it as like what you were saying, Claire, that Mr. Roddenberry survived two plane and rescued people, so I was able mm-hmm. to save lives today. That's the other way of looking at it, and exactly I and I right. say this at a kind of a weird, heavy place because uh, you know people always people are always com- complaining about aging, right? Including me, but I say to them, I'm lucky to be alive. I have a brother who died at 28 of a seizure, right? Uh, mm. I'm lucky. It is a privilege to still yep. be living and standing and walking. It's a privilege. I mean, this sounds really cheesy, but I don't care. I'm just going to expose my cheesy side. <laughs> Please <laughs> do. This is a safe <laughs> my, space. My kids are both my boys. I have four kids, two girls, two boys. My boys are very heavy, heavily involved in club soccer. And, you know, I'm talking like five days a week practice, 90 minutes a day, games on the weekend, whatnot. And there's this one dad that I've met in the process who has three boys that are also heavily involved in soccer. And he's not on our club right now, but he used to say to his kid, his kid's name was Nico. And he would, he would always say, Nico, positive thoughts, positive results, Mm. positive thoughts, positive results, just those words. And like, he'd be like, Nico, beat him with your speed, positive thoughts, positive results. And this kid every time was just, you know, you could see that made a difference. He'd be running mm-hmm. and he'd hear his dad and then he'd run, he'd run so fast. So I got that on Etsy made for uh, like out of those wall cutouts <laughs> that you can put on the wall above our kitchen table. Cause I'm like, kids, we need to every day, every meal, every moment we walk by this, we need to remind ourselves positive thoughts, 
mm-hmm. positive results. What I like about and when that- it and and when you're not intrinsically positive, which I don't consider myself a negative person at all, but like I shared at the beginning of the podcast, I do have negative thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's extremely important to always have that forward-facing reminder. But it also and sounds we like need that, those reminders. That, it sounds like that dad, because I'm big on tone. He wasn't going positive thoughts, positive results. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though, so people can shout positive stuff at you, and it feels like a negative. Yeah, you're like ah, right. It sounds like they had a really nice tone. Tone yeah. matters. And it was very like even cadence. Positive thoughts, positive oh, like results. Oh, like a mantra almost. It's like a mantra. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, so. I am on that. And, and I, you know, there is, that's why people have the mullah beads. That's why people do the rosary. You know, Mm -hmm. you can compare these rituals in a lot of ways, but they are all to keep us quote unquote centered or positive or optimistic. Well, when I'm not completely outraged at the world because it's insane and unfair, I am very Mm -hmm. optimistic. Right. So I have that duality. What a lot of great writers have said in the past is to be aware. You know, if you were aware, you were enraged. Quite Mm -hmm. often, Mm -hmm. many different people have said that, you know, and I have that side, but then I also have the side of, I'm aware that I can help make change, right? So I shifted to that even when I get bogged down. I just wanted to add. That's interesting what you said, Rachel, about how when you're not angry at the world, I tend to reflect inward and be angry at myself when I'm not feeling optimistic. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not forward facing, I guess. Internal, you know, you as much. It. What, are you, Trent? What about you? Which are you? Are you a Rachel or a Claire? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a Trent, uh, but I tend to feel like um, I don't internalize. No, you're right. I do internalize actually, uh, because I used to have a really bad temper, and I used to put that out there, and it just not did not serve me my relationships well at all. And I learned to, at least I'm working on it, to be better <laughs> at it. And I do tend to uh, internalize that. If something is is going wrong, it's like, oh, it's because of, you know, I tend to internalize rather than push it out. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea about your sign because we do need those kinds of reminders to help us to think optimistically. It can take something as small as, you know, a broken heel, a broken nail to ruin your day. It doesn't have to always be something so big. Small reminders like that can really help us like a mantra to keep us more centered and happier, especially when you think about like the climate of the news, particularly in recent years. The news hasn't been so great and it's been very depressing like for me. And this is why I think that there are very important things like shows like Star Trek. So you can, you know, you know, if you're having a bad day or if you're just not feeling great, you can wrap yourself in the warmth of a comforting story something that you can just lose yourself in like the the shows that i love to watch over and over and over again any of the star treks particularly next generation i love watching the golden girls and i love watching friends uh so i can watch those out of order any you know as many times as uh i like and i never get tired of them because it's the comfort of that story it's the comfort of those characters And Star Trek in particular, it's the comfort of the optimism that even Mm -hmm. though things look really, really shitty here, we can look to a future where maybe it won't be so bad. I would agree. When I look into, when I think about the the James Baldwin, like to be alive, to be outraged, to be a Negro, Mm -hmm. I go, oh God, I know it. And then I go, okay, 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 wait. You know what, though? I think that's why uh, at this recent inauguration, Amanda Gorman was so powerful because first of all, we saw this gorgeous 
black woman, young mm-hmm. woman, wearing mm-hmm. Maya Angelou's ring, wearing mm-hmm. earrings from Oprah, Ugh. like just absolutely like every female icon I have like was right there on Amanda. And then, you know, the poem was so profound to, you know, if you're brave enough to see the light, if you're mm-hmm. brave enough to be the light. I mean, talk about another mantra. I ordered that poster for my girl's room because I'm like, mm. girls, this is a role model for you. This is you need to be brave enough to see mm-hmm. and you need to be brave enough to be. Well, I think I that's that. a good point to end on an optimistic note. So if anyone wants to see the video of people reading these Roddenberry clips, you can head over to Roddenberry social media on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And Trent, we want to thank Claire for being a guest this week again. Thank oh you so much, Claire. Thank you guys. I love it. Thanks. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 